right, let's see if I get this right. Modern day role models in the war on men, part six. It's the Great Reset, everybody. David Waterman with the Midwest Public Health Coalition in the studios as he is every Tuesday. And the Great Reset today, by the way, brought to you by Executive Properties. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Austin says, Barry and the team did a great job putting a deck skirt on my deck. It gave the deck a great finished look and helps keep my dog from getting covered in mud every morning. Would recommend them for any project, large or small. Tell you what, for that project you want done sooner than later, call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. And make sure you call Executive Properties now if you want snow removal done at your residence this winter. They do an incredible job. Well, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to call or text. Our number is 701-213-0863. You can also uh, follow us on Rumble. Uh, If you have any questions or comments, again, 701-213-0863. And before we get into the show, it is time for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. I actually have two of them, and uh, I don't know if the first one's really a joke. Well, I don't even know if either one of them are really a joke, but uh, here we go with the first one. I tried to follow the science, but it was simply not there. I then followed the money, and that's where I found the science. How about that? Second joke comes from uh, a guy who happens to be a Democrat. Uh, He's a New York representative. Maybe you've heard of him, Jamal Bowman. Ah, this is really funny. And and, and here's what uh, Jamal says. Uh, if a man could be a woman, why can't a fire alarm pull be a doorknob? <laughs> I don't know if you heard about him. Uh, New York Representative Jamal Bowman. Um, yeah, at the White House, pulled the fire alarm knob, thinking there was nothing wrong with that. Um, okay. Well, you know what he did, right? Uh, well, he didn't want them to shut down the government. So he thought that would stop the vote, I think, if he got everybody out of the White House or whatever it was, wasn't it? No, I I think it's the other way around. I think he wanted to shut down the government, and that's why he pulled the fire alarm. Yeah, right. Anyway, dumbass. You want to get them out of the congressional building that they were in. Sure. The House, right? Um, (laughs) Joe's approval rating, lowest since taking office. The lowest, 36%. Uh, Oh, AOC. Uh, you see what she said? She says Republicans fabricated evidence in the Biden impeachment inquiry. They just made that stuff up. She took one right out of her own book right there. Uh, will Robert F. Kennedy Jr. run against Biden as an independent? The r- r- rumor has it he might do that. Um, I think the Democrats are getting sick of Biden, so maybe this will be a good thing. Um, oh, uh, Biden's Secret Service records show Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was denied protection Despite numerous threats, uh, that doesn't surprise me. And um, finally, October, if you didn't know, is Vaccine Injury Awareness Month. (laughs) Vaccine Injury Awareness Month. And um, by the way, I do have a new nickname for the Biden boys. Uh, The Biden boys, we're going to call them Sniff and Snort. I like it. And that's all I got for you guys today. I have more fun getting stuff together for Tuesdays. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sniff and snort. Um, Sniff and snort. You just figure out which one is snuffy. which. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Government shutdown stopped for a month. Oh, it stopped for a month. Okay. All right. So isn't that, so he pulled the, maybe he, so who was the doorknob? Who, who are you calling a doorknob? Um, no. Who, yeah. So so this, this guy's a congressman. Yeah. Yeah, he's a he, he wasn't a bellboy. Yep. He wasn't uh, some aide. No. He he wasn't security. Mm-mm, no, he's a an elected an mm-hmm. elected congressman, mm-hmm. and, and he uh, and there was no fire. Nope, there was no smoke. Nope, and he pulled a fire alarm, which I believe to is evacuate a, the building. Yeah, which I believe is a federal offense. It is a crime. I yeah. know that. Yeah, I think it's a federal and offense. So is he being charged? I, I, mean, I don't I would think it's a yet. federal offense if you do it in Washington D.C. Yeah, well, you got to remember who's going to charge him. Are the Dems going to charge him? Or do the police jump in? Does We're the prosecuting sorry. attorney jump in? Who? Yeah, uh, that would be the prosecutor. And then they yeah. have to go through the, what? You the, know, that's... The, I mean, the attorney... The, yeah, the, right. The attorney general in D.C. should be the one that follows charges. So, yeah. I would think. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I'm sure he's probably a Democrat, too. But, I don't know. But they have different rules if you uh, have a D in front of your name. Sure they do. They? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Why can't people see that? that that's <laughs> blows me away too, David. I don't know. The or only if... crime he is guilty of is loving his kid. <laughs> Haven't you heard that? Yeah, that's no. But yeah, AOC and all of them. That's uh, for this Biden impeachment hearing. Yeah, that's all they keep saying. He's yep. he's not guilty of anything except for loving his yeah. kid. Sniff, love, snort. Does anybody think that AOC is a Real American? No. I mean, does anybody even? Why is she still there? Does anybody thinks she's a certified nut job. So before mm-hmm. we before we get too dark, um, you mentioned that the, the uh, October is is vaccine, vaccine injury awareness month. Yes. Uh, so this is a story from the Epic Times. I'll just briefly touch on this before we jump into our real content for the day. Uh, FDA. I mentioned this, I think, last week. FDA, CDC hit data on spike COVID cases among mm-hmm. the vaccinated, right? Mm-hmm. And so here's what they say. COVID-19 cases among vaccinated seniors soared in 2021. Vaccinated seniors soared in 2021. According to newly disclosed data, that was acquired by U.S. health agencies, but not presented to the public. So in 2021, they knew that vaccinated seniors, we're not talking high school seniors, we're talking people 65 and sure. older, an age group, which, by the way, I do not fall into. Okay. Not yet. Hopefully, someday I will. <laughs> I'm hoping that we all can do that, right? We mm-hmm. Because the alternative to not becoming 65 and older. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Humatrix Cloud Services was contracted by the U.S. military to analyze vaccine data. Mm-hmm. The company performed a fresh analysis as authorities considered in 2021 whether COVID-19 vaccine boosters were necessary amid studies finding waning vaccine effectiveness. Now, when they say waning vaccine effectiveness, what does that mean, do you think, John? Does that mean they're not killing enough people? They're not getting <laughs> enough people sick? That's, what do they mean by waning have, effectiveness? Yeah, I could have multiple... I could uh, have multiple Right, right. Uh, depending on um, what Re- side it, of the fence you're that's on. right, yeah. right. And what your goal is. And how you interpret, yeah. And if the goal is to prevent people from getting COVID, I would say it was an abject failure. Sure. Failure. Sure, absolutely. So so if they stick a needle in your arm or in your arm mm-hmm. and then you don't get COVID, they say, see, I prevented yeah. him from getting COVID. No. I'd, what about the guy that didn't get a needle stuck in his arm and he didn't get COVID either? Yeah. Yeah. Or what about the guy that got the needle stuck in his arm five times and still got COVID? Yeah. So or died. I, I can't remember who was uh, saying it, but this was just a, a great example of this whole vaccine mandate. He said... You don't have to mandate something that works. Right. right. You don't, you don't right. have to mandate water. <laughs> yeah. Right. And if they wanted to, they wanted to make mandates. And they, the one of the leading uh, causes of death is um, uh, heart failure. But they're not mandating you can only have a certain diet. Yeah. Or mandating that you have to exercise at a certain time. Mm-hmm. No. In that's fact, a good point. Yeah, that's a great point. In fact, that's something that I think that we brought up two, two and a half, three years ago on the show that that the death from heart disease, cancer, and diabetes is, and, and a lot of it is promoted by obesity, mm-hmm. is, it's skyrocketed in our country over the last four, well, really, it's skyrocketed ever since we went to the, the food pyramid. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. And that was mandated, well, not mandated, but that was really heavily, heavily, mm-hmm. heavily promoted by the U.S. government, by the FDA. And, uh, gee, who benefits from that? Yeah, that was about... The same time when uh, our county commissioner was calling the majority of the fans at the River City Speedway obese and diabetic. Yeah. Why don't they mandate McDonald's? I mean, after all, it was essential. <laughs> it was, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think was it California where they shut down churches, but they kept strip clubs open? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Priorities, right? You know, talking about California, I saw after one of the debates, uh, the last presidential debate... Um, uh, one of the guys from Fox interviewed um, Gavin Newsom's, Newsom. Newsom. Gavin. What's his name? The governor. What's his name? You were close. Governor. Okay. Whatever. Enough. Gavin. Something. <laughs> he's. I've never seen him speak before. He's. A, he's a good-looking guy. Hmm. And I've not seen anyone since Hillary Clinton. And I'm not making this up. I've never seen anyone since Hillary Clinton who can thank you, Newsom. Gruesome Newsom. Uh, I've never seen anyone since Hillary Clinton who can be asked a direct question that is that that paints his activities and behavior and state in a bad light due to his policies. Who can, with complete, uh, I mean, he was he was convincing. 
could just smile and laugh like, (laughs) you just, you don't know what you're talking about. And then go on to make some very aggressive statements against the Republicans. Mm -hmm. And and then lie through his teeth. I couldn't believe it. I mean, the guy was, uh, it was masterful. And as I'm watching him, and he's got this charming smile, and he's got, you know, the perfect teeth, and he's talking, and I'm thinking, man, this guy's persuasive. I mean, I could see people being, especially people on the other side of the aisle, Mm -hmm. being really attracted to a guy like that. Sure. And actually what went through my mind is, I think that's actually what the Antichrist is going to be like. A guy that's able to smile and laugh and lie like nobody's business. Yeah. I mean, makes Hillary look like an amateur. Yeah. Uh, and that was that scared me. It scared me. I mean, he, he'll probably get reelected. They're talking, but you know. And, and he he was asked. Uh, Sean Hannity asked him. So, would you, under any circumstances at all, like, are there any circumstances under which you will run for president in twenty twenty four? And he said, none at all. I thought he's running. I can't believe he's going to run because the guy's a he's a he's a professional liar. I mean, he might not run. But boy, the way he said it <laughs> makes me wonder. Okay, uh, getting back to this, uh, this very quick little excerpt from this study, uh, this report from Epic Times. Humatrix researchers found that the proportion of total COVID-19 cases among the, among the seniors was increasingly comprised of vaccinated people, according to news, newly disclosed documents. COVID cases among seniors was primarily vaccinated Mm -hmm. seniors. In fact, uh, it says for the week ending July 31st, 2021, post-vaccination COVID cases represented 73% of the cases. Wow. 73% of the cases among people 65 and older. And the elderly were were, were 80% fully vaccinated at the time. And what did we have? Also, a lot of unexpected deaths. Well, they're old. They're old. They just die. You can't help it. But they were healthy before mm-hmm. they died mm-hmm. or before they were injected. Breakthrough infection rates were higher among those who were vaccinated early. Higher among those vaccinated early. They estimated that the rates were twice as high as those who'd been vaccinated five to six months prior when compared to people who vaccinated three to four months before. So in other words, it could take five to six months before the rates of infection. Anyway, that's well, not what I want to talk about today, but since it is Vaccine Injury Awareness Month. And in- you, you got to remember, too, uh, when we first, it wasn't long after we started the Great Reset, um, Paul, the producer's grandma, my mother-in-law, was, was vaccinated, boosted, yep. and killed yep. by it. Right. So, and she got it early. And she the was the first vaccination. And and what, how would you describe her prior to her death? Was she sickly and frail and had a hard time getting around? Probably confined to a wheelchair, right? Uh, what would you say <laughs> if if you guys, okay, you know, Paul the producer, my nephew, and and say the grandkids, all her grandkids were there, which he's one of, and they're all that thirty to forty, you know, year old range. Yeah. She was the one that would stay up with these guys and girls till three, four, five o'clock in the morning. Having a good time. Well, old duffs like me were in bed by 11. So, no, she she still cooked every day. She still worked out in the yard every day, you know, in the summer. So, no, she was not. She was strong. Yeah, I remember you said to me one time, yeah, she was strong as a horse. Oh, yeah, I bought. In fact, uh, you said that to me while she was still alive. Yeah, I got a a three-wheel handicap scooter. Um, and, and I thought it would be great because she's always out in the yard working. And she refused to take her cell phone with her. So, I bought this. I, I got this three-wheeled handicap scooter with a basket and all this stuff on it, thinking, oh, she could put her yard tool. I said, hey, look what I got. She goes, what the hell are you going to do with that? And I went, oh, I thought when the nieces and nephews had their kids over, it would be something for them to ride. And she says, okay. I mean, I'm not kidding you. She, her eyeballs went right through me. What the hell are you going to do with that? Nothing. Yeah. Right. So, right. Yeah. yeah. So she was a healthy woman. Mm-hmm. She yeah. was a healthy woman. Very. And they, and they killed her. When, uh, when, when uh, the coroner came or whatever in the ambulance, they said, we need all of her medications. My wife brought the medications to them, and they said, no, we need them all. She said, that's it. That's it. She had something for her eye, and that was it. Uh, she wasn't on any meds. So, I mean, she was very healthy, yeah. 
All right. So one of the things that uh, that the whole COVID nineteen plan, the 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 event that they pushed on all of us, did was it really it caused I think I think people to reevaluate the 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 sanctity of life and to kind of kind of lower it a couple of notches because there's so much death going on. There's so much tragedy. Um, I, I think that they really, it had a numbing effect on a lot of people. When, when you know that your loved ones, your parents, your grandparents are being locked in a room, mm-hmm. not being permitted to see anyone, they only have maybe a, a, a few days left to live anyway. And they're yeah. forced to die in isolation. That's one of the cruelest things. That Absolutely, you can do. that's mm-hmm. one of the cruelest things. Uh, I was reading a, a book written by a, a former Navy SEAL. In fact, he actually is a, a, a real Navy SEAL. A lot of guys want to say they're Navy SEALs, and they're really, yeah, you know, more like just they're, a SEAL. They're, they're, <laughs> <laughs> exactly with a naval. Yeah. Uh, um, this guy really was one, and he talked about when he was getting uh, trained as a paramedic or as a medic, and they did, um, they did what he called live tissue training, where they actually did stuff. They wouldn't have sick people there, so we, mm-hmm. we experimented on each other, and we did stuff to each other that was, uh, you know, it was, I, I think they actually enjoyed it, uh, you know, putting their buddies through mm-hmm. whatever they had to do. Uh, but when they were dealing with things like, you know, severed limbs and things, they weren't going to cut each other's arms off. They would do other painful stuff, but not that. So they had to use animals. And it turns out that there was, where, where they were training, goats were plentiful. So they had a, they had a, a, a number of goats that they could do mer- medical experimentation on. They said, yeah, they're all, you know, they used anesthetic and they weren't, they weren't cruel to these animals. But they said one of the things that they found is that if they had done something to a goat, taken out, you know, cut off a limb or something, uh, or given it some type of injury and then, and then sewed it up to, to get it to recover, here's what they found, John. That, that if, if they brought in other goats, like they had a, they, they, they'd have the one goat that's being experimented mm-hmm. on, uh, being operated on, on the table, and then they brought in another goat and had one goat on the left and another goat on the right, the goats that needed to recover did much, much better, recovered much more effectively and quickly than if the goats were in isolation. Oh, sure. Okay. So that didn't just tell them something about goat psychology. It told them something about human psychology, right? When you isolate an individual, um, things tend to go badly. Yeah, for they them. do. And so if you're already sick, if you're already elderly, you're already on the verge of um, not doing well, and then you find yourself in isolation, you're going to go downhill really fast. And that's exactly what they did to the elderly all over America. And, you know, MPHC, we, we, we did our best to, to, to make noise about that. But so many people just weren't listening because they'd all bought into the, we got to do what we're told. We're just following orders. We're just, oh, the CDC recommendation. Recommendation, recommendation. I mean, this is stupid. Why would you do that? But they're dying. What, you're afraid that you're going to infect them with COVID if you go to see them? <laughs> what, why? Because you don't want them to die with a cold. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the insanity of that was unbelievable. So... So one of the problems and one of the things I think that led to what we saw in the COVID scamdemic was a lack of leadership, a lack of men knowing what to do, even men who were in positions of leadership. And so that brings us to today's topic, which is, uh, what's the title of the show again today? Modern Day Role Models, The War on Men, Part 6. Right. So, so role models... What is a role model? Here, uh, I'm, I'm going to start this off with, a, with just a quick little, you can both, you can, you can call each other for help. You can, you can look at it, you can wink, you can pass notes, whatever you want. These are easy questions. Finish this sentence. The best leaders lead by example. Thank you. <clears throat> uh, how about this one? I don't want our 
son hanging around that guy, he's a bad influence. There you go. Or role model. Mm -hmm. Same thing, right? Okay. Same yep. thing. How about this? 95% of what we know is blank rather than taught. 95% of what we know is something rather than that. taught. I know this. I can't remember that. Yeah. And it rhymes with taught, by the way. Fishermen do it all the time. Well, sometimes. That's their goal. What, lie? No. <laughs> rhymes, with, <laughs> rhymes with taught. Your goal as a fisherman is to show people what you... Caught. There you go. Mm -hmm. yeah. There you go. 95% of what we know is caught rather than taught. In other words, oh, okay. you're watching yeah, you're, someone else yeah, yeah. to see how do I do it. You're, you're learning. You're learning. Basically, yes. So, so, so just think about it. If you are suddenly, you say, hey, you got to go to this, where there's this big event going on and you're going to love this and they throw you on a plane and whisk you off to wherever and you're dressed the way you are right now. Nice GFBS shirt. I like that. But let's say that you walk into a room and everyone in that room is dressed more like I'm dressed mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. what, what's the first thing that you're going to, what's the first thing that, what's the first thing that's going to go through your mind? You guys are all overdressed. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick, John. That's good. <laughs> I didn't get the memo is probably so, what I'd be yeah, thinking. Yeah, exactly. You're yep. thinking, man, I, right? And then, so since you're not dressed for the occasion, and you don't even know what the occasion is, mm -hmm. I guarantee the next thing you're going to do is you're going to you're gonna, you're gonna try to cut your losses as much as you can, right? So you already don't look right in mm -hmm. terms of how you're dressed. So what are you going to want to do? What, you, what can you control while you're in that environment? You can control how you act. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So how are you going to decide how to act? Well, find out what the heck's going on first. And, and, and how are you going to do that? Mm, well, you're going to be watching everyone else in the room, sure, right? Sure. You're going to see how they're acting, and then you're going to try to copy them. You know what that is? That's not something that we're taught. That's something that we just do instinctively. Mm -hmm. I right. mean, we're, not, we're, not, we're human beings. We're not lemmings. But lemmings are a good example. They follow each other and they go, you know, even if they go over the cliff, they yeah. follow each other. Yeah. Because we learn by example. So we, we learn by watching, gauging what people are doing around us. Because there's a certain expectation that we have that someone that was there before us, they probably know what's going on. Now, we don't know what's going on, so we're going to watch them. My point is that having other people to show us how to act is very important and it's particularly important when we're young right, right? When sure we're, we're little kids we learn from our parents you see some kid shows up at school first or second grade he's cussing out the teacher he's hitting other kids he's throwing stuff that probably tells you something about what's going on at home mm -hmm. doesn't it? and if you see a kid who shows up and they're polite and they're you know, respectful of other people and they act nice. That tells you something about what's going on. Yeah. At home too. I, I'm, I'm myself. I'm kind of sick of hearing people say they don't make kids like they used to, uh, because my reply is always, it starts at home. They don't like make parents like they used to. Well, that too. Yeah. Cause, but you don't ever hear that part. No, unfortunately not. So I think that part of the problem is that the parents who parented the parents that are supposedly parenting kids now uh, weren't parented very yeah. well. And it's, it's like they're expecting other people to parent their kids, like teachers, coaches, whatever, you know? Or they, um, yeah. Just right. push, push the job yeah. off on the teachers. Or they just don't know. So, so the question is, uh, first of all, who are the role models and what is a role model? Let's just break that down quickly. What is a role model? This role model, two, two words, role model mm -hmm. so we know what a model is right a model is the what you follow right you follow the model you sure. make this according to the model i've got to have a model in order to make this cat properly a mold is like a i think it has the same root word as model but but the model is what you want it to be like right mm -hmm. it's pattern the pattern but role that's an interesting word in today's culture, isn't it? Because what do we see happening across the country today, across society? We see 
roles being destroyed, blended roles. There's mm-hmm. no male and female roles anymore. It's not that the man is the breadwinner and the woman is the, no, no, it's the, those are blended. No, it's not the man's job. No, the woman can do that too in the military. Hey, we want to have women in full combat. We want to have, women shouldn't just be nurses and clerks. They should be on the front lines yeah. wearing, you know, camo and holding AR-15s and going after the bad guys. Women should be doing that. When I was in grade school, I, I saw a picture or I heard a story about women in Russia. I'm in grade school at this time. I, I, I heard about women in Russia operating heavy equipment, you know, bulldozers, backhoes, big trucks, <clears throat> wearing boots, wearing construction stuff. I was appalled. I couldn't believe it. I thought, wow, they treat women like men over there. I mean, they, there's no distinction between men and women. The, in other words, the roles are broken down so that now they're interchangeable. Men and women are interchangeable. You see that in the way that sexuality is pushed in America today, right? Mm-hmm. Men and women are interchangeable. <laughs> hey, you know, I like women. You like guys. Hey, it's no, you know, it's it's okay. It's all no. It's not okay. They're actually not interchangeable. The roles are not interchangeable. But when we make them interchangeable, then all of a sudden the concept of a role model is a meaningless concept, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. Because what is a role model? It's a model for how to fulfill your role in the family, society, your profession, whatever, right? Fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. How do you fulfill your role? Well, you can't fulfill your role unless you have one. Right. <laughs> You've got to have a sure. role in order to fulfill it. So this deconstruction of the society that, that made the greatest nation in the world, in really the history of the world, is, uh, is very, very destructive. And is it an accident? Did it just come up? Did this happen? No, it didn't. It was intentional and it was brought about by malevolent forces who wanted to destroy us. And I think that uh, even men like, like Abraham Lincoln saw that coming, which is why he said that uh, it's more likely that our nation will end with a whimper rather than a bang. It's yeah. more likely that we'll collapse from decay and deterioration from within as opposed to being attacked from an outside force. And we sure. were attacked from an outside force, but it was to undermine yeah. our society and our values and that's exactly what's happened hmm break not time a pretty yeah not a pretty i'll give you a great example after all yeah. right hey you know there's nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods over oh, heaven's cakes that just kind of goes with good homemade baked goods uh the best cupcakes and cakes for any special occasion or just a treat Walk in to find out more, but I'm warning you, you won't want to leave. Over Heaven's Cakes on the north backside of the Grand Cities Mall. Open Tuesdays through Friday from 10 to 4, Saturdays 9 to noon. Call them up, 701-757-CAKE, or uh, go to overheavenscakes at yahoo.com. Uh, be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. Oh, for Heaven's Cakes, north backside of the Grand Cities Mall. Modern Day Role Models in the War on Men, Part 6. The Great Reset, David Waterman with the Midwest Public Health Coalition, Paul the producer, and myself. By the way, we do have uh, what they would say the definition of role model is. It's a person looked to by others as an example to be imitated. There you go. So, by the way, are cupcakes and muffins the same? Um, are are they interchangeable? If you go to for Heaven's Cakes and you order a pumpkin-frosted cupcake with a little... Little, little, uh, what do you candy Pumpkin, thing on top? Yeah, 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 yeah. Little jack o' lantern. And they give you a muffin instead. Would you say, "Yeah, good, thanks," mm. and just walk away? No, no. They kind of look alike, but no. They, they, their but muffins the, are way bigger over there. Their their oh. muffins are way bigger. They don't have as much frosting because I don't think they put frosting on muffins. Do they? Right? No, I don't. So, think is so. a muffin and a cupcake are two different things. Well, yeah. they look similar, but they're not the no, same. No. You know what? I just want to say, just for the sake of our viewers. And listeners, they won't do that at Oh Heaven's Cakes. No. Right? If you order a cupcake, you'll get a cupcake. And probably the best one you've had in a while. And if you order a muffin, mm-hmm. you'll get a muffin. And so, Nero, I'm sorry I didn't mean to 
Give an example because Paul had an example. So. Oh, well, first off, I would like to say it was my kid's birthday uh, this last weekend, and ah. the cupcakes from Old for Heavens were a big hit. Yep. No kidding. Yep, mm-hmm. the kids I loved them. Yay. Um, no, but uh, so you talk about role models. Well, you know, babysitters are pretty influential role models. Yes. Who's the number one babysitter? In America right now. Oh, uh, I don't have mine with me. I'm going to say television. I'm exactly. Say mm-hmm. Telev- oh, okay. Television is oh. the number one babysitter sure. in America. Mm. Kids just plant, plant their kids in front of the couch. I'm guilty of it, too. Yep. But now you got, uh, like, so Paw Patrol. You know, they got Ryder is the main guy, and then he's got his pups, and, you know, Chase, you know, you hear that? Chase is on the case. It was the cop dog. I think they stopped making him into a cop now. But, um, you know, the kids are watching these, and... They're looking at these characters kind of like role models. Yeah, well, for sure. And, yeah. and now you look at what they're doing. So, you know, with all the stuff going on in Disney, well, now Paw Patrol just introduced the first non-binary character into the Boys. show. Right. right. So is that... Uh, and the parents aren't catching this. No. No. Yeah, I'm not going to sit there and watch Paw Patrol with my son. So, uh, so is there a... So... Some people would say, see, television is evil. I, I don't think television is evil. I think television is a tool that can be used for good or evil. Absolutely. And, um, you know, one of the big mistakes that we made, and I'm, I, so I was actually thinking about this before the show this morning. We bought a, D, uh, uh, it wasn't a DVD, we bought a VHS tape because uh, our kids are really old now. Mm. No, they're uh, 27. My oldest is 27. Okay. But we bought a, a, a VHS tape called Baby Einstein. When our son Jonathan was a baby, okay, and I think we let him. I think we let him start watching it when he was like, I don't know, probably a year old. Um, and Baby Einstein. It wasn't a story. It was this, and and we read the whole thing about how oh they found the children who were exposed to different shapes and colors and and uh, classical music and sounds. It stimulates their brain. I thought, well, hey, brain stimulation is good, right? Not necessarily. I mean, it depends on how it's done. And so they're saying, oh, this is going to be really good. And so it had um, just a series of random things. They had people speaking different languages, you know, saying hello in different languages. And they said, yeah, exposure to different languages is good and different accents. And, And they have these little cute little song things that they played it went for like 20 minutes and we thought this is good we're stimulating our son's brain with things that he's going to look at and you know, like the swirling thing that yeah know, hypnotized <laughs> yeah but but I, but it's to me as i think back on it it was i think a mistake i think we showed it to our first two uh children um i don't know if we did it with the third one but as i think back on it it was stimulation without meaning. Stimulation without meaning. If you look at half the stuff that comes out of Hollywood today, it's stimulation without meaning, right? Look at Paw Patrol, it's stimulation without meaning. If you're stimulated by something that has meaning, then that stimulation can make a connection in your brain with uh, the part of your brain that analyzes and evaluates things, right? But if you get stimulation without meaning, like you do from... Alcohol, drugs, uh, the, the synthetic, the, um, the what do you call it? the, uh, um, the, you know, the God, the three D world, oh, yeah. virtual good, reality. Yeah. Thank you, virtual reality. Um, that stimulation without meaning, and I think the result of that is always harmful. I mentioned on the show before about Sesame Street versus Mister Rogers. Which one of those is? More fun to watch, Sesame Street or Mr. Rogers? I got a kick out of both of them, but... Oh, did you? <laughs> uh, depend, yeah. yeah, it depends I, on how old you are, though. In terms of color, flash, bang, well, the music... The, yeah, Sesame Street, right? Yep. It's designed like that. Yep. But as I mentioned once before on this show, when they, they took a group of kids and they plunked them down in front of Sesame Street and they took a group of the same age kids and plunked them down in front of Mr. Rogers, and then after, I don't know, some period of time, six months, a year, whatever it was... And then having tested them at the beginning and then tested them at the end to figure out how much they learned watching those shows, the results came in. It was pretty startling. The kids who watched Sesame Street learned essentially nothing. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. The kids who watched Mr. Rogers not only had learned a lot of things, but their, 
their, their social behavior score, their ability to know how to relate to other people in polite society had also increased dramatically mm-hmm. because Mr. Rogers not only talked about it, he demonstrated yeah. it. I actually met the guy that was his neighbor. Really? I believe it was in Lake Trobe, Pennsylvania. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. See, just a normal guy. And he, yeah. 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 So, so the mistake that I made, and if I had it to do all over again, I'm not kidding, I would have done this in a heartbeat. I would have gone online, found out who's making DVDs of all the Mr. Rogers episodes, and the only time I let my boys watch TV would have been, yeah, Mr. Rogers. If you want to watch TV, you can watch Mr. Rogers. One episode a day, max. That's it. And they would have learned so much. I and mean, he, did, he did more than just take off his shoes and change into loafers and put sure. on a sweater. He, uh, he said, let's, you know, you know, have you ever watched the airplanes in the sky? Maybe you've taken a ride on an airplane. And, and, and in, in, on the streets, on the roads, we have stoplights and signs and things to tell drivers where to go and when to go yep. and when to stop. Talked about race relations, things but, like that. I but mean, they it was said, good but stuff. Like, but how do you know, how does an airplane know where to fly so it doesn't fly into another airplane? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a tower, and inside the tower is a, a person called an air traffic controller. Maybe we should, let's go visit one. And then they take yep. it in air traffic, and they'd go up inside the tower and show you how it works. Mm-hmm. And he'd explain it in a way that, little kids can understand then even big kids can understand. even adults can understand yeah, yeah so kids got a real education watching that show but they also learn how to be polite and respectful sure you could also let them watch reading rainbow watch what reading rainbow, reading rainbow? yeah that's What's, that's a pretty good educational no, no, reading show, rainbow? It? no it's, yeah no. yeah it's kind of yeah. like mr rogers oh okay yeah so so there are good things out there and if i had to take young children it's in yeah. a book. If I, you know, they didn't have the good educational cartoons like when I was a kid, like Johnny Quest. If I Johnny Quest. Oh, boy. I think Johnny Quest, I, I could be wrong. I think Johnny Quest, by the way, to go off on the tangent, was the first animated, the first cartoon where the characters actually blinked. Yeah, yeah. You know, I never yeah, saw a cartoon blinked. character blink. Yeah, yeah. Bandit blinked, yep, yeah. Yep. And Ray Bannon blinked. And yep, yeah. Dr. Johnny, Benton. Do- Dr. Bannon, yep. <laughs> but Dr. Benton. Uh, <laughs> Haji. Hey, Ray. Yeah, oh, Haji. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> Haji. My favorite show. They had the fastest, coolest, flying, fast cars stuff of anybody. Yeah. It was fun. I liked it. So it's Ray Bannon, Dr. Quest, uh... Johnny, yeah, and Mike Haji, and Bandit. Yep, and Mike right. Pence. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And wasn't, Mike, was, wasn't Mike Pence the kid in that? Oh, I you know, think so. yeah, he could. I, I see what you, you were going there. But it, what like I liked him. about oh, Bandit, oh yeah, he did. Bandit was a good was his own dog because if oh, you yeah. watch like the Jetsons or the Flintstones, yeah, I swear Shaggy and Astro were the same dog. They even talk, Rorge, Reggie. I mean, oh, anyway, there we they go. were both forced we by the same guy. That we probably was. And do you know who that guy was? Uh, Mel Blank. Casey Kasem. Oh, oh, yeah, he did Shaggy. That's right. That's right. That's right. Casey yeah. Kasem was Shaggy. I didn't know that. Oh, America's yeah. Top yep. 40 with Casey yep. Kasem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy was amazing. And he had an amazing voice. Oh, he did. And, and how the heck do we start talking about cartoon dogs? Uh, I yeah, I don't know. So let's get back to, <laughs> let's get back to role models. Um. So what you know, it used to be that that all parents understood that kids need role models, and mm-hmm. they try to be the role models, which is part of your role as a parent. If you're a parent, you, so I gave you a couple of a couple of examples that you were able to fill in the blanks, except for the one that where the word came in the middle. The ninety-five percent of what we know is caught rather than taught. Yep. Finish this one. Um, and this is the worst advice. This is, this is what you don't want to say as a parent, but a lot of parents do anyway. Do as I say, not as I do. Do. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you don't want to say that. No. Because you know what? You are the, you're the model. Yep. You're the role model for your kid to watch. And if you're doing it, your kid's going to do it. I thought you were going to say something like, if I have to turn this car. <laughs> <laughs> How about this one? Don't make me. Yeah, come over there. Don't make me come back yeah, there. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Oh boy. Yeah. So, um, so parents. Oh, and by the way, you 
you say, oh, my parents saw, my dad always did this. I'm never going to do that if I have kids. And then you have kids. And what do you find yourself doing? The very thing you said you were never no. going to do. No. As a parent, unless you really have tremendous self-control. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is hard to. See, my dad had none. So oh. it was easy for me. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's uh, so he was not a good role model. No, no, not at all. So who are the role models today? Who are they? Who are the men who young boys and teenagers look to, to, to figure out what it means to be a man? Pretty much who they see on television, I think. Uh, or on the internet. Yep, yep. Athletes, actors, singers, performers. Um, I don't know. Social, Coaches. What's this new term? Social influencers. Influencers, yeah. yeah. Social influencers. They actually call themselves that. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of right out in the open, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Sure I'm is. here to influence society. Yeah, yeah. Well, you better be sure that you do it right then because. If you don't, society's going downhill. So, so I have a couple of words here that I just want to uh, to to bring up. The word chivalry. I was somewhere and I held the door open for a lady. It's getting harder and harder to do because so many doors are automatic, now, mm-hmm. right? So unless they jump and you grab the door before the motor can pull it open, and then you <laughs> pretend like you're the one opening it. I mean, most doors open by themselves, but occasionally you mm-hmm. go into a place where there's not an automatic door. And so I held the door open for a lady, and she just walked in and said, oh, chivalry's not dead. Oh, you, you want a uh, pro tip? Sure. So when you see that door opening, just do this. <laughs> like, like you did it like, with, your, like, with your mind. With your superpowers. Yeah, just open sesame. It, right. <laughs> hey, I, um, I still open the car door for my wife. Right, yeah, so do I. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's, that's really, that's good. Mm-hmm. But there are some women that don't like it. I don't need anybody, no man holding no door open for me. Fine, and slam it on him. I mean, I, I think it's just, you can call it chivalry. I call it manners. I don't know. Yeah, well. They're the same. So there's some women that don't like a lot of things that are good. Yeah, just because yeah. someone doesn't like something good doesn't mean that you bend to their whim. Sure, sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, if, if I, yeah. Anyway, I, yeah. I'll, I'll let that go. I get, yeah. Um, chivalrous. So I thought, you know, I'm just going to find out what, uh, what was it? What was it? Uh, I think it was Webster's. I thought, I'm going to, rather than give my own interpretation, I'm going to get the actual dictionary definition of chivalrous. Courteous and gallant, especially towards women. Mm-hmm. Courteous and gallant, especially towards women. Well, they're going to change that one. I guarantee you that one's going to be uh, edited in the Webster. So why is that a problem today? I mean, first, we're everywhere. We're, we're redefining what a woman is, or someone's trying to. We're not doing it, mm-hmm. but someone's trying to do it. Again, it goes back to the war, the war. What's the war on men? The war on men is if I can get you to stop being a man, stop acting like a man, stop thinking like a man, stop talking like a man, I can beat your butt mm-hmm. really easily. Yep. Right, If men don't understand the concept of chivalry, if men don't understand the concept of manners, if they don't understand the concept of self-sacrifice and risk for the sake of someone else, they're not men anymore. We're not men anymore. You don't expect little kids to do that, right? No. They're little kids. Right. But you do expect men to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. But we've got an increasing number of little kids running around in men's bodies. And that will eventually lead to the ultimate and complete destruction of our country. Well, you know, I was on the last show, I think I pointed out, you know, that uh, our founding fathers, you know, when they were writing the Constitution and stuff, they were in their 20s. Well, now you have men in their 20s that are covering their faces, going out and you know, causing v- destruction and damage. And, yeah. and, and when you have somebody that actually shows up to try to stop it and, che- and peels off their mask, they, yeah. they run in shame like they can't be seen. Yeah. Yeah, those masks need to be pulled off really quickly. Yes, they do. I, yeah. I don't mean like the COVID masks. No, I no, mean, no. Right. I mean you're, you're talking about like, a, yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you're yeah. going to peaceful protest, why are you wearing a mask? 
Why would you have to? Because these peaceful protests are not. They turn into riots. And then they cover their faces up because they're, they know they'd get in trouble or they'd get their ass handed to them. Well, they're cowards. Yeah, exactly. They're cowards. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Yes. And, and, and we found out that a lot of a lot of men in positions of leadership are not leaders. They're cowards, yes, too. COVID absolutely. showed that, showed that I mm-hmm. think, across the board. Sure did. It showed, and I, I said that again years ago, that COVID really is separating the men from the boys. It's that it's separating the leaders from the followers and, and the true men and the true leaders from the fakers. It's easy to put on some you know, uniform and stripes in a position of peacetime. But when the bullets start flying, who's going to stand up to the enemy? And run the risk of maybe getting shot. Um, it's the true leaders and the real men. You bring that up, Bob. Did you see that um, there are military members now that were uh, dishonorably discharged for not getting the vaccine that are now have been let back into the yeah, military? And that's uh, and, and I'm so thankful that that's actually happening. Because yes. there are still some cool heads prevailing in our mm-hmm. military. But and and I've heard this from from people in in government uh, positions. Uh, the three-letter agencies, mm-hmm. and from actual military servicemen, officers in the military, that the biggest problem in the military right now is at the top. It's yeah. the leadership. They said the corruption of the U.S. military leadership is unprecedented in our country right now. Uh, again, going back to this book that was <clears throat> written by a guy, and I, you know, I'll be honest, it's hard for me to read this book uh, not just because of the content, because the guy is, is such a foul mouth. I mean, I, I talked to a friend of mine who does work in government, and he's he's very well respected. Uh, and he said, "But the guy's a, he's the guy's a sailor." I said, "Well, so what?" I, I mean, he doesn't have to write it in the book, right? He could be civil and still tell the same stories. He doesn't have to show his potty mouth, uh, you know, on every page. But one of the things that he says is that he talks about a, a guy who was a commander. Um, and when they were going through training, he said, this guy was a hard nosed, really tough guy. I mean, he was like, he was like the guy that, uh, that was going to stick it to you if you got out of line. And so real tough guy. But he said, all of a sudden, when it comes to real combat, this is the guy that goes and cowers in the corner because he, he can't. Okay. So there again, it's the, Mm -hmm. when push comes to shove, when the real threat shows up, that's what separates the men from the boys. Right. Who's going to stand against the threat and who's going to just act like it when everything's safe and easy. Right. So real men are the men that show up and take the risks uh, for the sake of others. So here's another word. Uh, So the first one was chivalry or chivalrous. Next word is etiquette. It's interesting, both of those words, that we think of these guys as sissy, panty-waist mm-hmm. wimps. But both these words actually are, have a French origin. Yeah, yeah. They're both, you know, chevalier, I think, is the, is the, uh, the root for chivalrous or chivalry. Mm-hmm. And it, comes, it actually means a knight. A knight. Yep. Again, the definition, courteous and gallant, especially toward women. Etiquette is a customary code of polite behavior in society or among members of a particular profession or group. Yes. That's etiquette. Mm-hmm. A customary code of polite behavior. Yeah. I mean, you have etiquette at the dinner table. You have right. etiquette on the golf course. You have etiquette at a baseball field. I mean, there's certain etiquettes for whatever situation you're in. Yeah, exactly. So one of the etiquettes at the dinner table is... You sit down at the table, you take your hat off. Yes, Or better yet, take your hat off before you sit down mm-hmm. at the table. Or you get slapped in the back of the head by my wife. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I tried to teach that to all my boys. I'm amazed how many, how many young men don't know to take their hat yeah. off at the table. Yep. Um, it used to be common that when men were sitting at a table, even if these guys are construction workers or... Uh, you know, work for an electric company or do whatever, and a woman walks into the room, what did all the men do? You're probably too young to even know this, Paul. You know what they did? They stood up. They stood up out of respect for the woman. A woman's walking into the room, you stand up. I I can't. The last time I saw that, I... I, 
So as we let those things slip, what else slips? As society becomes less and less courteous, less focused on etiquette, men become less focused on chivalry, they don't even know what it is anymore, that it's now that if you hold a door open for a woman, she actually makes a comment about it. Either she gets offended because she's been brainwashed. By the way, coming down the road is going to be uh, the war on women. Right now it's the war on men because men don't know how to be men anymore. They don't know how to be chivalrous. and, And we've seen that men who get slapped verbally by a woman who says, I can hold my own door open. I don't need you to do that. That's a verbal slap. Yep. The men who are real men smile and move on. And then they do it again. The men who aren't men go, oh, oh, she didn't like it when I did that. I guess I I don't want to have that happen again. I'm going to stop holding doors open for women. See, again, that's separating the men from the boys. And increasingly, we've been raising big boys. You are incorrect, though. Um, There is a war on women currently going on. You can ask Riley Gaines or all the men that won Woman of the Year. No, what I said, Paul, was down the road, we're going to be discussing the war on women. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't say there isn't a war on women. I said, we're, I said that's coming. Oh, okay. That's coming. <laughs> okay, the one, okay. It's coming on this show. We're okay. going to be discussing the war on women. Gotcha. But right now, the focus is men. Right. Because men, and, and, I, it's imp- and the reason I, that they put the war on men first is because men are the leaders. I mean, we're supposed to be the leaders. I mean, we're supposed to be doing it. And I agree with your wife, slapping the guy in the back of the head who doesn't take the hat off when he sits down at the table. That's, that's appropriate for her to do, no, right? No, it's, to me anyway. <laughs> so, 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 not, so if you're in a position where someone else is the leader and you're, you're following that person's lead, that doesn't mean you have no authority. I, I can't believe that I even have to explain this, but I do because, and I know this not because of anything that you gentlemen are saying, but because of conversations I've had with other people. You've got to explain the basics. When you say you're the leader, you're the leader, so I'm following you, that doesn't mean I have no authority. That doesn't, that doesn't mean Paul has no authority. It means you're in charge. It means you're leading, but we still have authority. So the woman still has authority in the home, even though the man is, the, if it's done properly, the man is the leader of the home. He's the head of the house. He's the one who's responsible. But that doesn't mean that the women don't have authority. It doesn't mean that the children don't have authority. Because, because everyone has, okay, let me back up. I can do this in five minutes. What's the difference between authority and responsibility? There is a difference. Sure. And they're sometimes used interchangeably, but there's a difference between authority and responsibility. Mm -hmm. So we'll start with responsibility. Responsibility generally leads to authority. When you can demonstrate responsibility, right? That you're responsible. Mm -hmm. Now... We're going to start entrusting you with some authority. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Responsibility is a very, again, it's a very, I love words. Uh, English was one of my favorite subjects in school. It literally means your ability to respond. Something's going on, and you have the ability to respond. If you see someone fall down and get hurt, <clears throat> and you're right there, you have an ability to respond to them and see if you can help them, see if they're injured, see if they're hurt, if they need mm-hmm. help, if they need you to call someone, if they you know, need you to help them, whatever. That's your responsibility. Why? Because you're there and you have the ability to respond. Sure. We talked about this, did we talk about this a couple of weeks ago? A little bit, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> if you don't respond and you have the ability to respond, then you're said to be irresponsible, right? You had the ability, but you didn't respond. You just saw the guy there. It's like the guys that, pull, oh, and by the way, pulling out a cell phone and filming, that is not showing responsibility. Someone is getting beat up by someone else and you've got the ability to step in and stop it and all you do is start filming it or streaming it, then you're, you're worthless. You might as well not even be there. You're, you're a coward, I mean, unless your job is to be there filming, if that's your job, your job is to report the news. But that's not who we see filming these things. It's the 
the boneheads that sit around have nothing better to do than to document someone else's misery. Right. Sure. <clears throat> a real man in that situation would forget about his cell phone and he would run in and right. try to help. Yes. Right. So the question is, how do we get back to a civilized society? And the answer is it's, it's really difficult and it's really simple all at the same time. Society is composed of not groups of people, but individuals. And each one of us has an impact on the rest of us. You want to go out and be a jerk and, and, and cuss and swear and call names to everybody that you see that you don't happen to like for whatever reason? <laughs> You're going to have an impact on society. And if you go out and you treat other people better than they deserve to be treated, you're going to have an impact on society. And every single one of us can do that. Every time we step out of our house and go and intermingle with the cashier, the waitress at the restaurant, our fellow pedestrian in the mall, wherever we are, each one of us can have either a positive or a negative impact on society. If we start treating women with a special honor, we have an impact on society. I happen to know this, that the women who have not been brainwashed by the neo-Nazis, by the communists, by the radical militant feminists, women like being treated with special honor. I agree. It might be a newsflash to some people, but it's true. Women like being treated like women. They like being treated. They like having you hold the door open for them. They used to be, you know, a lady's walking across the street and it just rained and there's a puddle of mud there. Oh, yeah. And the kid takes off his jacket so she doesn't get her feet dirty. Heaven forbid he can walk around the puddle. That used to be. <laughs> maybe it's a long puddle. Yeah, know? yeah. It's a, one of our streets. But the point is that that used to be, it used to be standard, that, but not that long ago, it used to be standard that men would go out of their way to be polite and gallant and chivalrous and show respect to women who, who they don't even know out in public. Yeah. And just for anybody that doesn't know, when you're walking with a girl down the, street, the sidewalk, the guy faces the street. There you go. Yep. The guy's on the street side. Yep. Yes. You get right. hit first. Yeah, why? Yep. Why is that? Because if there's something coming, he can push her out of the way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or, or she can push you. Or she can push you in the way. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> and if, yeah. So anyway, so we so so that's the so we're gonna end on that note that we uh, there are things that we can do and things that we need to do. And there is still yeah, I'll get into that later. Uh, but but each one of us can make a difference right now and we can start taking back society for uh, for the sake of the future generations and for the sake of our own country because if we don't, we're going to lose it. War on Men Part 7 coming up next week. We'll see. All right. Hey, by the way, our show today brought to you by Executive Properties. Or no, Churchill Shoes. There we go. October is SAS month at Churchill's Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. Churchill's Shoes is in their new location, and all SAS shoes are on sale all October long. Churchill's Shoes has been in business for over 65 years and know what the best shoes are for your comfort and well-being. It's SAS Shoes. Churchill's Shoes can cater to all your footwear needs, whether men's or women's shoes, from slim to triple wide. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturdays from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or go online at churchillshoesnd.com. SAS Shoes, your feet will be glad you got them at Churchill's Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. All right, everybody. Again, thanks to all our sponsors today. Uh, let's see. If you would like to get some of our GFBS merchandise, tell you what, just go to gfbsmerch.com. Check it out. Do a little shopping, all right? Uh, Christmas isn't that far away. Hey, City Chatter's on at 1 o'clock today. A chance for you to find out what happened at last night's Grand Fork City Council meeting and more. Enjoy your day, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow morning. And remember to like, share, tag, and follow us. Hit that notification bell on your smartphone. You'll never miss a show that way. Hey, the Grand Cities are grand. Grand Fork's best source is giving them an identity again.